Podcast. This is episode number 41, a special Star Wars Rant podcast. This is our second debate episode. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had a debate between Dave Mann and Brian North. And um, so if you hadn't checked that out, be sure to check it out. Spoiler alert, Dave Mann won. Um, but now it's, uh, it's a new group. It's Chad and I debating. Um, Dave and B-Nob are going to be our moderators, and uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into this thing. I'm going to throw it to B-Nob. He's going to lay out the ground rules, and then we'll get going. Welcome, everybody, to our second Star Wars debate between Chad Viss battling tonight against <laughs> against the knowledgeable Brian Seddon, who all he does all day is read Star Wars articles off Wikipedia. Tonight's debate will have ten questions. Each will have their own three minutes to answer each question with a one-minute rebuttal after each to try to win me and Dave over, who will be completely unbiased in our own opinion and will only choose the winner of each question uh, from whoever argued it and debated it and proved their point the best in their argument. Whoever has the most points at the end will win the debate and move on to the final round. I don't know if there's a loser's bracket, but we will have one final debate with the two winners. So, Dave, you will find out who your next opponent is after tonight's debate. Good luck finding questions for that one. one. Just don't put me in charge of it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. So... (laughs) Who's uh, who's keeping time for us so we know when our time is about up oh, and up and all I that could good do stuff? That. Got the timer out. <clears throat> Me, Dave Mann. Uh, I'll do the stopwatch. How about that? Or should I do the timer where it actually goes off I like at the it. end? I'll do that. Hey, whatever you want. And I'll set my timer to be, the buzzer to be this. How about that, guys? Fair enough. I'm so freaking smart. Oh, wait. Okay, I can't. Can I set it to three minutes? Yeah, I can. Yeah. All right. Chad, go. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, dude. No coin flip? No nothing. It was just... Star Wars is the best ever. Yeah, we had. I We're like it do a, a lot. That's right. We got to do a coin toss. I'm all such situated in my little cubby. B knob, do you happen to have a coin? Let B knob do the coin toss. Um, B, let make B knob do something. I don't do anything. Remember, Chad? Flip that giant N on the on your oh wall. Gosh. Take it off the wall and just flip the N. I could pillow. spin flip my fidget well. spinner. Okay. And wait till it. All right, Chad. Stops. Heads or tails. <laughs> I get shoes. Okay, Brian. I choose heads. Well, there's only two options. What are you gonna choose? Wait, Chad. are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Wait, Chad. What'd you say again? <laughs> this is what this is what we deal with, ladies and gentlemen. It's late though, and and being out of defense. 
I can't believe that just happened. Oh boy. Tails, speed up. Chad, what'd you say again? Okay. It said heads. And it's heads. Chad's oh going my first. Gosh. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> All right. So, um, again, like we said last week, we, B-Nob and I will each give a point to these. And I got these questions down to ten, and uh, we made a correction last minute because somebody brought up, I'm not going to say who, but they brought up the fact that... <laughs> Brian. <laughs> they brought up the fact that one of these questions has been literally proven to be one or the other. And they, at that point, they disagreed. So somebody was obviously wrong, and they didn't want to answer that question in the debate. So uh, we changed it. And we'll get to that one. I'm not But uh, I guess we'll just... Let's just start off the questions, right? Anybody got anything <laughs> else to say? No, I think it's... Uh, I'm ready. All right. For the first question, Chad. Uh-huh. Who is Ray? Daisy Ridley. No. Um, okay. Be, I guess Who to be is more Ray? specific for our this listeners, is a question. what we're looking for is... Okay. Because there's no, def- there's no definitive answer yet. I've already started the three minutes. There's no definitive answer, obviously, because it's not been said in the movies yet or any of the books or anything. So this is just going to be up to you guys to convince us, B-Dub and I, who's convinced, who, whose argument is more convincing of who Ray actually is. All right? On your mark? Get set? Okay, with my Go. remaining two minutes. Okay, Ray. Um, it's, that's, it is, it's a tough question to answer because it's all hypothetical and we don't have any concrete evidence. Um, we do have a few things that JJ, uh, had said that we don't know who her parents are. Daisy Ridley had commented that she's surprised people haven't figured it out. She thought all the answers were pretty much self-explanatory, but people didn't see that. Um, and we've had this debate amongst ourselves numerous times. Uh, there's the, she's Luke's daughter theory there's the kenobi granddaughter theory there's the palpatine lineage theory as well um all have compelling arguments to them i believe um some of them believable some of them a little outlandish but i believe for the way the story is going and the fact that they are wanting to continue these star wars films into the 2020s and continue even maybe another trilogy after this current one ray is just a nobody um she's not a skywalker she's not a kenobi or a palpatine i would maybe venture to say she's not even the chosen one per se she's just a being that has very force sensitive abilities um there are many children still today in this during this movie like during the prequels where they went out and found children that had force abilities like ahsoka and brought them back and trained them there's just no jedi to do that anymore but there's still people out there like that. And I believe she has these abilities and she is one of these people. Now, who left her on Jakku? Um, I think maybe that was just her parents knowing that she had abilities and they are afraid of what that might mean. Um, and left her on Jakku for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't have that answer. But I think she's just a regular girl who has extraordinary abilities. And hopefully looking forward to seeing some of those abilities come forth from... Uh, Luke's training and becoming one of the, you know, 
great Jedi that uh, we'll probably see, or whatever the Jedi may become. So, from my perspective, she has no lineage to any major character. She is just a regular girl with fantastic Force abilities um, that was left on Jakku for one reason or another, and we will... Okay, uh, same question, Brian. Okay, well, um, so Chad started off by saying we don't have a lot of evidence. What I'm going to do is give you some evidence as to why Ray is Luke's daughter. Okay, now I understand there are a lot of theories. This is the theory that I'm going to give you some evidence for. Um, I'm going to go back to the Force Awakens trailer. The, what we hear in that trailer is Luke say... Uh, a famous passage and then he adds something to it but he says the force is strong with my family says my father had it I have it my sister has it and he says you have that power too and we have to assume that he's speaking to Ray because this story is at least the force awakens is about Ray and, and the force awakening within Ray um, so but he, he says my family um, so there's a tie-in there to the Skywalker family. Uh, Ray and Luke both have similar backgrounds, and we know there was a lot of uh, similar beats to Force Awakens and A New Hope. You know, everybody's seen that, um, and I'm okay with that. Some people aren't a fan with it, but both on a desert planet, both have no parents. We know Luke has his aunt and uncle, but no uh, parents. Um, and they both have this longing for more. You know, Luke looking out at the... Uh, sunset, you know, kind of that, that longing for more. Ray looking up at a ship flying off into the, uh, going out into outer space, you know, while she's sitting at uh, the foot of the at, at. Um, the Force vision. So, you know, in The Force Awakens, Luke's lightsaber calls to her. So why would that happen? Um, you know, that vision also comes when she touches Luke's lightsaber. You know, if, if not, if she's not a Skywalker, then what's the purpose of that Luke's lightsaber calling out to her and seeing what she saw in the vision, seeing Luke and and uh, or hearing Luke and Vader and, and f fight? We see that scene from Bespin, at least the corridor, um, and that lightsaber we know obviously was used by Anakin and Luke. There's another part in there that um, we hear during that vision. You hear Luke scream "No" from Empire, and then as soon as that scream comes, she looks. You, we see her looking and she sees Luke putting his hand on R2. And that, that's that, to me, that's a huge connection there. Um, because that, that was when Luke found out, obviously, that Vader was his father. And then that's the first time she sees Luke in the vision is when she hears that no. Um, both, begin to, be, both begin to quickly use the Force. Um, you know, Luke used it throughout a new hope but he also used it at the end to blow up the death star and then obviously we saw ray uh use it quickly as well ray had some previous knowledge about luke's island kylo saw it when he went to her mind um and he says that during that scene a night desperate to s at night desperate to sleep you imagine an ocean he says i see it i see the island and we have to assume that's the island that luke is on um and then uh to me it's the easiest explanation for them to explain in the story rather than being a Kenobi or a Palpatine or a Solo or a reincarnation or what have you. All right. Chad, you have a one-minute rebuttal. Sorry okay. <clears throat> sounds sounds real good. Easiest uh, answer is sometimes the one that works. However, just because she has similarities to Luke's background and the way he grew up, 
Uh, that doesn't automatically make them family. Doesn't make them family members. I believe the island that Kyla was able to see is because she saw the map. She knows where that is. Um, and her, you talk about the when she touches Luke's lightsaber that she has all these visions and things. She is force sensitive creature, and I think this will come into play in another question. One of her abilities, she's able to see past, present, future. Um, and she has the abilities to do things like that just right away. So I don't think that has anything to do with being related to Luke. Um, I, I, the do fact I get a that Han, when yes, you do. When you're done, thanks for taking my time. When Han doesn't <laughs> recognize her, Chewbacca doesn't recognize her, Leia doesn't recognize her. We get no indication in this film that any of the main people that spent time with Luke during the time when Ray would have been little had recognized her and knew who she was. So there's just okay. So to say that. So obviously there's some more to the story that that needs to be. That Sorry. Going. What's going on? I, okay. So I, I just let. Oh, wait a second. Flattered. Wait a second. Stop. Just just for the just for the record no, before ahead. you get you can, to. I'll let you finish. To to Brian, um, the rebuttals are one minute. You each have a one minute rebuttal, but you can debate each other within those one minutes, just not within the three minutes. So obviously, right, like you okay. can't you can't like shut the other guy up during his one minute. Yeah. But if there if you want to give a one word thing, like say that's not true or whatever, you can, and then get to your main rebuttal during your time. Chad, did you did you want to finish your statement? I don't remember exactly the thing I was going to say. So go ahead. Um, no. So so what I was going to say is, um, um, you know, her being a nobody is there's there's that's not compelling. That doesn't keep. I don't think I can sure really keep the. Well, let me. F- I don't believe it's compelling. It's a. It's a saga about. It's a story about the Skywalkers. Also, as mm-hmm. far as we don't know, you know, people not knowing her, and we don't know if there was some mind wipe involved. I mean, that's a lot of speculation that people are saying. Whether, regardless of what daughter she may be, if she is somebody's daughter, but then also, um, we don't know how the story is going to unfold. And I think, I think if you look yeah. at, if you look at. You know, for the sake of people who aren't into the comics, into the um, animation stuff, and as deep into Star Wars as we are, they got to keep it simple that people will be able to understand. And I think keeping it so in you the can't Skywalker understand that she's a normal person. Makes people sense. can't understand that, huh? People can understand a normal person, and it is a Skywalker story, and we're telling the end part of the Skywalker family. So Luke is involved. Right. That'll be over. She's just a normal girl. Okay, so uh, very good arguments. I guess, Binab, if you want to just do the talking afterwards, I'll just read the next question after we pick Well, up. obviously we're going to have to hear who you thought won that question, Dave. Well, yeah, but I didn't want to step on your toes to like be like, um, all right, those are nice nice debates, guys, if you wanted to say that. Oh, well, those were really nice debates. And, and Dave, <laughs> I appreciate you just, you know, not trying to control the show here. Appreciate that. Um. I'm going to have to give my point to Brian. Um, and the reason was is that, Brian, thank you for doing your research. That was a very well-thought-out answer. Um, you gave me the points that I needed. Chad, I felt that you gave a good answer, but I didn't think you gave me any concrete evidence within The Force Awakens and what we've already seen of Ray to prove your point. And I felt that you took the most of the time in your rebe- rebuttal not proving your point right, but trying to disprove Brian's theory, which he's already had given facts. So I have to give my point to Brian. 
Um, I also am going to give my point to Brian, mainly because now I I have all my own theories about this, and I want my main thing is that she's not a Skywalker too. But um, the argument that Brian gave basically the the I mean yes, Chad, she is a force sensitive person, but if she's if she is a nobody, if she or you know she could just be anybody, it's strange that all of her senses have been all linked all about the Skywalker still like I mean if the main argument that she's not a a, a Skywalker I think for most people is that they don't want the whole saga to necessarily it doesn't have to be about the Skywalkers but still all of the stuff that she links to when she when she is being you know pulled by the force and given visions at all still is connected to that maybe that's just because that's what her story is going to be until Luke's gone, and you know. But up until now, I think B and I just gave a more convincing job, argument B-Nob. for the facts that she is. You did have me though, especially especially when you talked about the lightsaber um, and the fact that she's force sensitive. Because B- that's where Brian got me first of all. Is when well, she touched I was going to say though too is the. Uh, I'm sorry, I know we're done with this, but the lightsaber, the lightsaber called to her. Like so, before she even touched it, it was like right. calling to her. Right. But anyway, that's what I was going to say because Chad, it, it makes perfect sense if she's just not connected to them, but she's force sensitive and touched something that's been in in their family for that long. It would make sense for her to see its past owners, but it did call to her. It's not like she just found it and then force sensitive. Anyways, but. Points are given. Sorry, sorry, Chad. Work. But uh, B-Nob. Okay. B-Nob. Well, I mean, you had a good argument. It's like it's like right, last well, time. It's, it's been a good debate. We're just going to end this while I'm ahead. I appreciate everybody <laughs> listening. No. All right, so let's move to question number two. And obviously we're alternating these like we did last time, so Brian will go first. Who oh is the most underrated and underused well, I mean, I guess I didn't think about this when we... It's the same problem that you guys had last time with some of these questions. We're not asking for two separate characters. I guess it's just a more descriptive way to ask for one character. Just okay. one character. Who's the most underrated, well, underused character in the Star Wars? Universe? So, and this is where I might have oh, misunderstood boy. this question. Because to be honest with you, I didn't have an underrated. I just went with the underused. So That's fine. Just, just so throw it out. Just Brian gonna, brought um, up a, go with what I had. conundrum. Just throw it out. Uh-huh. Give him a new question. He doesn't like this one. <laughs> what? What? You don't know. I, I you. Okay. No, Brian, your, no, your time um, to defect the question is over. Oh, no, it's fine. All right. So I'm just saying. Three I, minutes I starts went, now. Um, I'm going with underused, and it was Phasma. And my reasoning for that is because, um, you know, through all the trailers and all the hype, you know, of Captain Phasma, you know, um, the the outfit and the fact that it was a, a woman and just all this stuff and you're like man this character is gonna be awesome and she looked awesome and um you know the metal suit and uh <laughs> you know she we see her in the beginning of the force awakens and you know she doesn't really do much there other than give a few orders and then uh she gets you know easily um you know uh, beaten by Han Solo and Finn, and then thrown in the in the garbage. So, um, I, I just felt like that was a uh, a huge underusement of her. And then I do know that they're we're going to get to see her again in in the Last Jedi, and they're going to make it bigger 
uh, <clears throat> a bigger character there, but um, I felt like that was underwhelming use of Captain Phasma. That's all. All right, Chad. Beat, beat that, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I went with underrated and underused, uh, as the question uh, was stated, and I chose Chewbacca. From because uh, if we just speak, hold. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. These are my three minutes, okay. Hillary. Just chill. Um, from the original movies that we have, we got a lot of Chewbacca. He was right there. He was next to Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon. Uh, he threatened C-3PO by pulling, you know, to pull his arms off during the hollow chest match. Um, he is definitely there, but we don't know much about him. If you just take your knowledge of Chewbacca from the films. Not necessarily any of the external expanded universe or anything like that. We have a lovable character. Character that people just adore. They'll dress up as him for Halloween. I mean, the dude's huge. He's seven feet tall, furry, walking carpet. But everyone just loves him. He never speaks a word. But we don't know anything about him. We know he's Han's pet. We know he's Han's co-pilot. But you never really... I'm sorry. We never really learn anything about who he is or where he came from we just know he's attached to han solo he's he's got that real cool crossbow but who is who is chewbacca what is what was his life like as people like us that know star wars we know that his home planet was they were enslaved by the empire but they never tell that story they underuse a super lovable character that everybody likes there's not anyone that's like yeah chewbacca i don't like him at all they love him, and they didn't use him to his full potential. They could have told amazing stories with him, and maybe they will. Maybe we'll get that with the Han Solo film, Solo film, huh? Han Solo, Solo film. Um, who knows? But up to this point in what they've used in the films, they have not given the most one of the most lovable sidekicks his due in the movies, Chewbacca. All right. So. All right, Brian. Um, I, I don't see how you could say that, number one, he's underused. He's in every... Uh, you know, he's in the. Doesn't mean he's used. He's well. in. He's in episode four through seven. He's also in the prequels, in uh, Revenge yeah. of the Sith. I would think it is. Um, right. You know, so he's he's heavily used. Also, I would just like to apologize to the Chewbacca and his family for you calling him a pet. I think that was offensive. You know, so just going to throw that out there. Uh, also, okay. he was a he's a sidekick. Um, so, you know, he's not one of the, uh, although he's a large character and you could say he's a main character, he's, he's, his role is that of a sidekick, a co-pilot, um, and underrated. I don't think anybody feels that he's underrated. I don't think anybody's like, you know, throwing shade at Chewbacca. You know what I mean? I don't know how you could. Um, he fired the shot at Kylo Ren when Han Solo was killed and injured Kylo Ren. I mean... Uh, I, I just think I think it was a poor selection. Okay, well, if you want to go with side characters, we got Captain Phasma, who you've got Leader Snoke, you've got Kylo Ren, you've got General Hux, and then Captain Phasma. Captain, let's talk she's, about a side a character. Captain. Right, she's <laughs> a super side character, probably a lower side character Which, than right, Chewbacca. But you're proving was, my argument because I'm saying she's underused because. You're saying, but you're saying Chewbacca is not. She's a less important character than Chewbacca. Who's is Chewbacca? Who's in the movie and, more? And Captain Phasma Chewbacca has a future. or Captain, Captain Phasma? Really? You're talking well, about underused. one movie that that character was invented for. So you can't really compare. 
Chewbacca is a lovable character. We, in the films alone, don't get enough about who he is. We get to see what he does. Yes, he makes appearances and growls in the movies, but they don't give him his due. He has done so much for is the rebellion. Is this because he didn't get a medal in A New Hope? Working. Is this what you're really angry about? And that, there you go. There's part of it, too. He didn't get a medal in A New Hope, either. He did not he's get a, a medal. Pet. Chewbacca deserves that. All right. B-knob. Dave, you just got to keep playing the noise until they shut up. <laughs> oh, we've stopped. Come on now. Um, I went back and forth in this argument. Um, and I try to keep my own personal opinions out of it. I hope so. I, I am. And uh, I really went back you and forth. Try. To be honest with you, after the first... Do after the not. first... Uh, before the rebuttals... Um, I was gonna go with Brian again, but I gotta give my uh, I gotta give my answer to Chad. Yes, I know Chewbacca's in a lot of the movies, but we still don't know Chewbacca. We know him. You know, and we know him, role, right, but we don't really know. You don't like, have to. Re- you can't rebuttal Brian the point. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't know his up. backstory, and, and I think he we deserve that. Another thing, Brian, you really shot yourself in the foot with the whole medal comment because the dude <laughs> didn't get a medal. And, and if he ain't going to get a medal, he's going to get a point tonight. So, Chad, you're, you are awarded the point. And not just you, but Chewbacca is because that dude deserves it. <laughs> um, Brian, you, uh, I, I feel that you did the same thing for me that you did for Brian by shooting yourself in the foot with the metal thing at the end. I also thought downplaying Chewie as a sidekick and Chad turning it around and using it against Phasma was also a good technique. Yes. Uh, I'm kudos my to Chad. To Chad as well. I feel like this was a sympathy vote. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Re- we're, we're Chad, after every question. Chad really got me when he kept saying what the line who is he? Who is he? We ha- we did see Chewie in like five or six movies, and we don't really know who he is other than that he's just with Han all the time flying in the Millennium Falcon. Um, but anyways. Right, crying about stuff. That. Yeah. So next question. <laughs> this one is going to be interesting because I don't think I knew any either ships because I don't – I haven't seen season three of Rebels, B-Nob. I got you. I haven't Dave. seen season three of Rebels. Oh, haven't I've you? Seen... I haven't mentioned that about every time that you're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have seen a lot of it because I've watched pieces here and there. Um, question three, which we'll go back to Chad first, is which ship would you pick out of the Star Wars universe fleet going into battle? You have three minutes. Great question. Lots of awesome ships to choose from. Um, my choice would be one that's newer to my knowledge, and that is the Carrion Spike. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the Carrion Spike, it was the personal Corvette of Moff Tarkin, um, who we obviously know turns into be Grand Moff Tarkin on the Death Star. Um, it's his own personal ship, um, and even in the First Order timeline, Captain Tarek, so the First Order, takes over f- that ship after, obviously, Grand Moff Tarkin dies in Episode Four. Um, it's built by the Cenar Fleet Systems, which is a very well reputable shipbuilding <laughs> company. 
Um, it's 150 meters long, and it basically it looks like a giant arrow. It's 150 meters long. It has a pointed front end, and it looks like a, an arrow that you would shoot. Um, some really cool things about this particular ship, obviously being made for Moff Tarkin high in the Imperial Navy. I had a lot of specifications made just for him uh, that he determined. Had turbulators, had ion cannons, had proton tubes, had a Class 1 hyperdrive making it the fastest ship in the Imperial Navy, period. Faster than any Star Destroyer, Super Star Destroyer, any TIE Fighter, anything they had. It was the fastest ship in the Navy. Had a Navi computer that allowed it to travel from the outer rim to Coruscant without entering into real-time space to double-check where the stars were, asteroids were. It could go all the way from the outer rim to Coruscant in one shot. Um, it also had ion-turbing sublight arrays and countermeasures such as stealth, and um, invisibility uh, cloaking device on the ship as well. As far as I'm aware, the only ship in Star Wars history or in, in that universe that has a cloaking device. Um, and the stealth system is powered by Stygium crystals. So if you want to talk about the best ship that you could possibly have going out to fight the Rebels or fight anything you want to fight, this ship is the best, the fastest, the best hyperdrive, has cloaking, has all the weapons any Star Destroyer or any high-powered offensive ship would have, and I'm sure super comfortable inside. I mean, Moff Tarkin, he is a real cratchety old dude. You, you know he had to put his feet up sometime, and what a ship <laughs> to do it on, the Carrion Spike. All right, Brian, same all right. question. So I went with the uh, TIE Defender. Um, and for those that watch Rebels, you would um, have seen this in Rebels. It was also um, it's also heavy in uh, Star Wars Legends, but that's not canon. But um, so the Tie Defender, um, it has uh, it has hyperdrive, it has shields, um, and that's important because the regular ties do not have hyperdrive. Um, also, this was. Uh, this is canon now. This was built under Thrawn's uh, leadership, um, you know, during his uh, his kind of charge of the uh, um, a sector of the the Empire there. But um, it has um, laser cannons. It has missiles. And one of the main reasons I chose this, um, aside from the fact that it's a tie that has hyperdrive. Um, is that in Rebels, Hera and uh, Kanan have a conversation about this when they first see the TIE Defender, and they say, if they're actually building these in numbers, our pilots won't stand a chance. And then uh, Kanan follows it up with, uh, and neither will the Rebellion. So I don't know of any other ship that has been said that would uh, sway the tide of the, the fight that could... Um, you know, in other words, if these things kept being produced, that the rebellion wouldn't have a chance um, because the X wings and the A wings and the Y wings, they can't defend against the uh, Tie Defender. So, um, very good ship. Um, that, that's that's what I chose. So, all right, Chad. One minute rebuttal. Okay. Well, as you just mentioned, Kenan and Harris saying they needed numbers in order to do well. The Carrion Spike does well on its own. In the comics, um, it actually took down a, a uh, pirate fleet, which had they weren't as big as the Rebellion starships. 
Um, but they literally drove the carrion spike right through the ship and took it down like an arrow. Um, and I do want to note for our judges here that Brian, while I was speaking and giving all the things about the carrion spike, had to pull up the information about no, the no, TIE no. Defender on his computer. You can defute that if you'd like I, to in I your minute. Have but here. I believe that My is what he was doing. Um, sure. Fair enough. But uh, the carrion spike... You don't need numbers to take down a fleet or a bunch of ships. It can do it on its own. And again, I may remind you of the stealth and the hyperdrive to take you from the outer rim into Coruscant without stopping. Fastest ship in the Navy, also a fact. So, do we <laughs> right, ever Brian, get one minute rebuttal? Do we ever get to see this thing in in film or on a screen? No, it's not in. No, so who the flip cares? It doesn't exist. And mine. Oh, oh, is, stuff is that's noted, not in the movies is isn't noted canon. as okay. saying. Okay, is noted fair. as saying that uh, um, that if they if more of these are built, it would uh, sway the tide of the the, the war. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. More of them, not just one. So one doesn't really do well, too much. Well, you're, you're one. The question was you're one, one ship. you one. The question was destroy the rebellion. The question was which ship singular. Yeah. Would you pick? This so one. you get one of them, Brian. Not yep. a group, not a number. Yeah. You get one. And mine was manufactured okay. by the Cenar Fleet Systems. Just put that in your pipe. That's, that's <laughs> the same one that made the carrying spike. So. <laughs> I know you just saw that on the internet, but there. You guys got eight seconds. Want to say anything else? And Throw Chad, let me say something about Chad. No, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, I have to say... So far, that's been the best debate out of all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, Brian, but... are you dropping F-bombs? No, I said flip. <laughs> I said flip. You could say that. No, you're going to lose a point for being out of line. <laughs> I have to say um, it, was very, it was very entertaining to hear the debate back and forth. Um, I'm not sure that there was a whole lot of information going back and forth. It was more just, <laughs> just taking darts and throwing them at each other. <laughs> but uh, I did have to say this, Brian, because I I thought of it and I thought it was very witty of me. But um, you you brought a TIE Defender to a Carry and Spike fight. And <laughs> I, I just, I have to give my point to, I have to give my point to Chad because... Like, I I learned stuff about both of these ships. I didn't know either of these ships. Maybe I heard of the TIE Defender. And it sounds really cool, but when I think of if you and Chad went to go to battle and Chad came in the Carrion Spike and you came in a TIE Defender, I just don't see you winning. But I don't think that was the question. Like, if we were going to battle against Why are you person, debating the points of battle? Why are you giving yeah. him an yeah, opportunity yeah. to debate the it's point? It's a battle. I mean, I, yeah, the question wasn't if you two had to fight in ships, which would you pick? But still, I don't see how the TIE, fire, tie Defender, with maybe the exception of being able to fly inside of it like the Death Star and blowing it up from within if they did that mistake again. You're not... Again, the numbers thing was a really good... Uh, rebuttal from chad to to bring up the fact that it's it is a it could turn the tide of the war if it was in numbers not by itself so that kind of was lost on me so my point goes to uh, to chad being up uh brian don't quit your day job and become a uh 
uh, starfighter uh, salesman. Uh, because I had never, I had never heard of Tarkin's ship before, and Chad sold me on it. I want to go out and get oh, one myself. Don't even know what it looks like. It looks, it looks like, like a spike. <laughs> right, he, he did it in the description. And and shout out to our U- European listeners, Chad, using meters instead of feet. I, I still don't know how long it is. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But I would have to give my point to Chad. Great ship. I will say this point though: both of you use, you chose Imperial ships, and they and they all get knocked out by the rebellion anyway. So, Brian, maybe you would have had a better chance picking a a, a, a Rebel Alliance ship um, because they ended up winning the battle. But uh, you chose an an inferior, um, uh, you know, Imperial ship. If your ship was better. Then Tarkin would have flew around. All right, all right, you don't need to rub it in. That's high defender. All right, because right? he's a grandma. <laughs> and okay. then, fucking smile, dumb ways. <laughs> well, we question number four is next. Uh, we are nearing the halfway mark. Um, we will start off with Brian on this one. What is the best alien race in a galaxy far, far away? <clears throat> all right, so let's see if you guys like this one. No. So I went with uh, <laughs> Mon Calamari, and uh, if you know, um, wait, if you don't know again, who I those did, I are, didn't hear it. wait, where are you Mon, going, Brian? Mon Calamari. Um, okay. And for those who don't know, that's the race that General Akbar is. Um, it's a trap. Know, the one that yells, "It's a trap!" Correct. Um, I chose them because number one, I like the way they look. I always thought they looked cool. Um, they're very unique. They stand out. Um, you know, when you see it, you instantly recognize Star Wars. Um, I thought too, I like the interior of their ships. It's like all white and that contrasts really cool with kind of like how they look, you know. Um, and then, uh, their uniforms are all white and they, they, they're a very interesting race. Then also, um, you know, I'm going to read this little portion to you cause I think it's, um, important, um, and then I, I did say, I, just to give a uh, disclaimer here, you know, for me, it was hard to separate favorite characters from race. Like, so, like, one person would say Wookiees because they love Chewbacca. But, um, but again, so I tried to separate a characters from race. But without, um, I put without the Mon Calamari and their battle expertise, the Rebels wouldn't have been successful. And uh, according to StarWars.com, the Mon Calamari people are a humanoid aquatic species with high domed heads, webbed hands, and large Google-like eyes. They hail from the oceans of Mon Cala. Um, but during the Clone Wars, differences between the two cultures were fanned by separatist troublemakers to erupt uh, in civil war. During the Galactic Civil War, the Mon Calamari were... Si- this is important. The Mon Calamari were said to be the soul of the Rebel Alliance. Um, see, in... In, uh, let's see, the Mon Calamari became one of the key species of the rebellion, supplying badly needed warships to the outnumbered Alliance fleet. So they were very good um, at war, very good uh, at, you know, strategy and, and uh, coming up with um, war plans. And then also their vessels were, were key um, in the, re, uh, not the resistance, but the, uh, the rebellion. All right. Chad, same question. All right. Uh, there are so many cool races 
Please be uh, very Ewoks. cool Please ones. Be Ewoks. Please say Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> ones that stand out and look cool. Maybe their ships look real cool. Maybe they're real good at war and stuff. Uh, but when you come down to the best race in a galaxy far, far away, there is no one that even stands close to the human race. The human race is by far the most superior race in the entire galaxy. You can almost not go to any planet within the galaxy and, f and not find a human there. They have far reaches into the galaxy. There are a few that they don't exist, but most of them, you're going to find a human population, and it's usually the dominant population. Um, they also almost completely make up the entire leadership of the Imperial Navy, almost, with exception to Thrawn. Other than that, from as far as what I'm aware, they're the entire leadership of the Empire. Now, remove good and bad from evil and good from that picture they are the dominant species the best species in the entire galaxy the best race they control the galaxy the leader of the world at that time the emperor palpatine is a human you can even look at the rebellion side which while the mon calamari are there and they do provide the ships um a lot of them most of the leadership within the rebellion and the resistance when you get to the force awakens human Humans are everywhere. They are part of the leadership, the movers and shakers, if you will, in the entire galaxy. And as mentioned earlier, there's almost nowhere you can go where there's not a human. Humans fit in. I mean, when you got Han Solo there on Mos Eisley, just chilling, and he is immediately the center of attention because he is a human. Again, <clears throat> excuse me, back to the Empire, most of your stormtroopers... Your soldiers, your highly trained individuals at war, humans. So thereby, uh, humans are the best alien race in a galaxy far, far away. All right. So, All right, I mean, my, my, my rebuttal would be, I feel like, um, I don't know, just classify humans as aliens. I realize they're in a different galaxy, so thereby, you know, I guess technically they would be aliens. Um, but... Um, you know, I, I think when you look at good versus bad, um, you know, if you look at the Jedi's, they're a very diverse group. It's not just all humans. It's um, to your to counter your point of the empires being all human. Well, that that's a bad thing. And there's no diversity there. There's diversity within the Jedi order um, because you How have multiple races. Jedi? And then also uh, there's at one. least one. I can't think of his name. What's his name? Um, oh, but there is. Okay. I can't think of his name, but there is one. That's that's a fair. Sure. Evan Evan um, Peel. That's fair. No. Also, um, come on. I you I, you're messing me up. All right. No. Um, <laughs> oh no. I was gonna say, but what what draws people to Star Wars is the uniqueness of it. Think of the canteen uh, uh, scene, um, where you know that's a classic scene, and it's because of all the different races and creatures. Totally. Star Wars is made up of many diverse races, which is so super cool about Star Wars. But if you want to talk about the best done. alien race in the galaxy, there's no one comes close to the humans. They are the best, by far. It doesn't matter. Again, good or evil, that's fine. There's a lot of Jedi that are humans, much more Jedi that are humans than Armand Calamari. You know of one, can't really remember his name, but I could, I could name a handful of Jedi that are human. Do like it. That. Humans are the best race <laughs> Do it. in the galaxy, period. I mean, there's, there's really the no human debate Jedi. about that. To, to say that a diverse without, group is without, important, yes, without, but you said Mon Calamari. That's one race, without, and they don't stand out as the best. 
without alien without a diverse group in Star Wars alien race if it was all humans it'd be boring agreed but you're saying Mon Calamari are the best and I'm saying no the yeah. best are human there are a lot of good Mon Calamari they're cool when if you I look had to hang out with balance, Tarkin or, or, or Akbar, I'm going to choose Akbar every time or Qui-Gon take me to the best sushi spots Obi-Wan Obi that's Luke. another one guys humans that's another good debate right there that just ended. B-Nob. <laughs> Man, Ch- Dave, can you go first? Because I'm interested to see your answer. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, it's not supposed to sway your answer, just so you know. But I will, I will go first. Um, Brian. Uh, this ultimately, I guess would come down and it's in it's okay to have you know be open to interpretation because with uh my debate with b-knob that happened in a couple different questions so it really comes down to how you think of the word best when you are thinking about this question and in my opinion uh you gave the better argument for the calamari or the mon calamari as being the best race to me because in my mind, um, by listening to both of you, and by the way, Chad, like you're doing really good on these debates, smooth talking, but this time you sounded a little bit like Hitler to me. <laughs> humans a, are the dominant fictional, race. Humans are superior. Yeah. Humans are better at everything. Yeah. They're all, everyone else is a puppet for real. If you want to say real life, to me, to me. Hey, Chad, listen me, here. Calamari lives matter. <laughs> To me, uh, the the what's the best alien race is Brian played on my uh, feelings about what makes it what makes Star Wars great. The humans to me isn't what makes it. Oh, I great. didn't know that was the question. Okay. Well, it it it, it wasn't necessarily sure. the question, but sure. in my mind, that swayed me over to where the fact that the aliens are really. A great thing about Star Wars, and it makes it. It, it when he said, uh, "You look at these guys, and you think Star Wars instantly." That rang true with me, and I started thinking about almost any other alien race other than human in my mind might have got the point. But um, huh. he did, I think, explain the stuff about the Mount Kamari that I didn't even know. I mean, obviously, I knew about Akbar, and there are some other guys and stuff, you know, and rebels and things that I am still learning about. But uh. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Brian's uh, debate more on this. I don't disagree with either of you. Um, I would be a little bit less militant about my answer than you would on humans. It was but... it was yeah. I was just answering the best race. No, I episode. think I okay. I. No, I understand, and I just think that uh, what happened is I just chose Brian's uh, interpretation of best over your interpretation of best. Thank you for not. Happened. Thank you for not being a racist, Dave. Man, <laughs> against <laughs> aliens. Against aliens. All right. All right. I'm Did gonna have up? to give my point to Chad. Oh. And I'll tell you why. I thought that the whole human thing was a cop out, but humans are <laughs> aliens to Mon Calamari. Okay, humans mm-hmm. are aliens in the Star Wars universe. Um, and I think they're the best. 
I'm gonna go with Chad. The more <laughs> militant answer. Brian, actually, you did not. Brian did not convince to... me one bit that the Mon Calamari were better than any other race. Chad I'm did. Actually, uh... By their by, the go significance ahead. that they have in leadership in various different places and planets and organizations. So yes, I think they're the best. I'll just have to start playing to your hearts more than than logic, I guess. Hey man, you're the one that said this in the last debate that it's yeah, about no, judges and convincing the judges. That's true. I didn't no, even yep. know that that's, that's the way no, I was going to go. To be honest with you, Chad, no, I didn't like your fair. answer, but I just felt like you had the better debate. I'm sorry. Okay, fair. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't I have picked that. humans. I would have picked another alien race, but I thought that you gave me better facts about why you chose humans better than Brian did about the Mon Calamari. I'm sorry. Okay. Question five, halfway mark. I and Chad, like uh, do you want me to take uh, the point away? I, I just don't understand. No, I'm not. I'm not I feel like I'll win the popular vote, though. I just want to throw that deal. out there. <laughs> uh, question number five. This is also a good one. Uh, side note, this was replaced, okay. or this was put into the d- debate because um, one of the guys did not like Brian's a whiner. <laughs> but um, I think that uh, I'm going to like this discussion as well. What is the best force ability? Let me go with that word why. again. <laughs> uh, this is going to Chad first. Okay, that's me. The best force ability and why? Man. All right, so uh, there are so many cool things. And you think about the force. It's, it's one of the things that makes Star Wars what it is. Um, it gives it different from just any other space opera, any other battle, or you know, good versus evil. But there's this mysterious force that, as Yoda says, binds us, and it's in everything. There are so many good Jedi abilities. Um, I mean, there are literally, if you define them all, scores of actual abilities and, and names for what they can do um, on the Jedi side, and then the Sith have their own as well. Um, and then you have people that can use both sides. Um, there's some really great ones. The one that I thought, again, the definition of the word best, uh, but that best serves the movies would be most um, important to have or beneficial to have is the gift of foresight. Um, we have Palpatine, who uses it often. Um, you have Vader telling Luke that the Emperor has foreseen that Luke would join them. Um, the Emperor had foreseen it. Obviously, uh, Luke changed what the future was. Um, but the ability to have foresight to be able to see the future, maybe even to be able to see into the past. Um, and I think we see a little bit of that with Ray having that ability. Um, just with touching that lightsaber that was mentioned earlier, uh, we see glimpses and visions that she has of, of things that maybe we don't know for sure yet, maybe have happened in the past, maybe will happen in the future but give her a glimpse into things that she's not been around and glimpses into um, uh, places and her to learn things um, by these visions. So while force pull and push and the one time they used the speed where they ran down the hallway, the one time where they ran real fast, all those things are super cool and it'd be awesome to have any of those abilities. But I think the best one and the most vital one that would probably gave Darth Sidious the ability to uh, subvert the Jedi and, and bring the Empire into power 
was his ability to see the future, to be able to tell the possibilities that were out there and make decisions and stay a step ahead or two ahead of the Jedi um, because of those abilities. So foresight, the ability to see the potential future through the Force, I think is the best, um, most beneficial Force ability. All right, Brian. All right, well, I'll begin with uh, that foresight worked really well for the Emperor as he was thrown down the uh, shaft by Darth Vader. Guess he didn't see that coming. Um, so while foresight can be useful, um, it's not 100% accurate. And Is this therefore, your rebuttal or um, your... I don't think it would be the best, um, the best force ability to have. I think uh, lift would be... Um, a really good one and i say that because when you you talked about yoda and, and i talked about the force binding us and we connect with the things around us you know that's a great scene in the movie where you know luke's trying to lift the x-wing and he's focused on the material world and and thinks it's heavy because he's not using the force connected with the force there and it's a great illustration of how when someone truly is connected with the force they can lift things um it's a great scene in the movie we see um we see things like that multiple times throughout the star wars saga i'm sure we're going to see ray have a scene where she'll be you know doing something levitating something um we see her levitating uh rocks so um i think it's also useful you know we you can um you can lift things in battle um you could help save somebody's life you could do a lot with the lift ability um but uh, I think that would be more useful than um, uh, foresight because foresight's not 100% accurate and things change. And like I said, it didn't help the emperor at all. Got a minute 20 left. You want to use that? Yeah, I'll use it. I'll about? use it. I don't want to give it to Chad. So, and, and I'll just say that, um, um, you know, the emperor died and he had foresight. That's it. That's all I got. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> all right, Chad. Never okay. Um, to say the emperor didn't the emperor didn't use it at all is is obviously not true because he was able to become the emperor and was able to bring about the empire's rule because of his ability to to see into the future. Yes, it is unstable. It, it can be changed. The individuals involved can change that, and they actually talk about that. The gift of foresight um, is, to, is one of the most difficult because it's ever changing. And you have to be aware. So it takes a very strong person in touch with the Force, probably more than any other ability to be able to sense the changes that could happen down the road. So it takes a great, powerful Force user to be able to see that. The Emperor failed because he was overconfident. And he didn't realize that Luke was strong enough to withstand what he thought was a set future. But if you get someone that has the abilities, maybe like Rey, who can tap into them without the training... To be able to see that and affect that, the ability to use that force and to continue to understand that it does change, but to be able to control that and understand that, probably one of the best. Really? You're just going to keep going? <laughs> it was over. You should be able to finish All my right, thought. Brian. All right, Brian. No, no I just the go... timer went off. You're done. Oh, is it over? Welcome back, B-Nub. Welcome back. Thank you. Oh. I'm glad you were there to All hear right. my, my rebuttal. That just got lost on B knob. He didn't even get to hear it. Nothing. Yeah, so, it wasn't good cool. anyway. Emperor's still dead. Brian, were you gone? 
Yeah, he Pinabami? dropped out of the call for my entire rebuttal. So I, did I you don't really? Know how fair that is, but I heard enough. <laughs> you heard none of it. <laughs> All right. Fair. All right, Brian. Go ahead. Wait, Brian. Rebuttal? Let me leave for this one too, just to make it fair. <laughs> Wait, no. Which I'm, am I supposed to rebuttal again? You didn't rebuttal yet. You used some oh, of your uh, three okay, minutes that's to right. rebuttal. But All right, so one. here we go. So, no, again, I would just say, you know, if you if you had to choose, you know, one that, okay, yeah, maybe you could see possibilities of the future, but they may or may not be correct. Or you can use something like Lyft, and you know for sure that's working for you. Um, you know, and again, it takes a strong force it's, user to it's be able used, to use that. It's used sure. in uh, it's used in training, and it it's to me, you know, it's you Beginning pair that with Yoda when he talks about you know connecting and binding and the force surrounds Doesn't us. You know, Yoda that's the essence of the site. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he was wrong too. By the way, uh, interpreted that's misinterpreted right. the prophecy. So you know, so again, I, how... I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, so maybe they should stop trying to look into the future. I just lift things everywhere, but no, I just think uh, yeah. I think it's not a it's not a it's not something that's proven. It nobody that's used it has been a hundred percent accurate all the time. So, yeah, Yoda did say that it, the future was clouded, and he knew that. And he said, talking about Anakin, that his future was clouded, and it's hard to see. He was a little more, um, you know, resistant to using it as fully as the Emperor was, but he used it. Well, another heated debate from the guys on which force ability is the best. Uh, B-Nob, would you like to go first this time? Um, sure. Um, okay, I would say that both great debates. Appreciate it. Besides Chad's rebuttal, that one was a little empty to me for some re- re- weird reason. Uh, but... Um, I would have to go with Brian with my point. I'm going to cry foul. <laughs> I am. Cry. You can cry all you want, Chad. Uh, based off the fact that... You didn't hear my, um, my rebuttal. No, not at all. Because no, no rebuttal would have, would have proven your point. Let me just say that. Hmm. That that that's the best force ability. Brian chose the one the best because obviously it's the one mo- most used. It's got the most functionality, um, and it's the most widely used. Than people trying to see into the future. Um, I think you would have went better with saying force direction of them letting the force lead them. Is that one direction's like American cousin or what? I don't know. Can you not <laughs> can you not insult the moderators, please, Chad? You know, yeah. They're... Thank you, Chad. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna insult me, I can leave again. Clarification. Well, you might as well, I guess. Um, no, I just don't. You know, I just don't think that's the best. You know, based on the arguments, you know, mm. Brian can list me how Marshall. many times, how many times somebody used that force ability to their advantage, and by using, by moving objects with their mind. Or using the force, how often doing that moves the story forward and cause that person to either win uh, the the battle that they're in, whether you know whether it's you know throwing droids around or pushing them around or stealing objects or 
or getting a lightsaber back in battle. I mean, Ray used it in The Force Awakens to get that lightsaber back. Um, you nice. know, talking about Ray, you know, lifting things. Um, you know, you, you use it so many times it, where somebody won their outcome. Um, anytime somebody ever tried to use the Force to predict the future, they failed. Anakin turned him to the dark side because he used the visions of the Force that he could see the future of his mother dying and Padme dying that dried him, drived him. Yoda's was cloudy. Obviously, his wasn't too too uh, great. The guy was the leader of the Jedi Council, and he let the whole Jedi get massacred. Didn't see that one coming. And Palpatine, like Brian said, wasn't thinking about foreseeing anything when Vader was dipping him over the side. So... I would say oh, the best because I would choose lifting things with the force because it has a proven track record of being used to win a situation and that makes it the best. So, so Brian's argument. I, not Brian. Okay. Yeah. I have to say, I have to say uh, best line of the debate uh, for this question was, guess he didn't see that coming. Uh, I did like that line. Uh, Chad, when I when I think of Star Wars and I think of the Force, um, definitely one of the first things I think of is is lift. Not, when I think of lift, I think of I think of push, pull, lift, all being the same type of of power in my in my head i mean the ability to move things with the force uh hmm. whether you're lifting it pushing it pulling it whatever um i think that's that's absolutely one of the coolest things everybody's everybody when they were a kid wanted to like see their pencil on their school desk and put out their hand and then just move it around and stuff like that like it was the coolest thing should have used that um, right should have used and that so right? Yeah, I mean you didn't so have like to when obviously, I, but when we went into this question, I actually, uh, I was I I didn't know which way I was gonna go, um, but I am giving my point to Chad, and I will tell you why. What, what the? <laughs> <frick>? <laughs> you just? I will tell you why. I will I tell you Ryan's why. Name written down. <laughs> this because is ridiculous. Every reason that was given for lift and is like one of the cool. Like I love that ability um when i actually was thinking about it i thought of stuff like that you would that never came into my mind like like force lightning for example think about being able to like power entire cities like you have the power of electricity in your hands at all times i think that's pretty cool i'm not saying it's the best but i started thinking about force powers differently because of these questions and yes it is very true that just with every other, like every other force ability, there's the ability to fail. Um, Yoda didn't see everything. Yeah, this stuff was clouded. Foresight failed every everything. time, but that's cool. Well, the 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 two most powerful <laughs> Jedi's in our universe so far that we saw uh, eventually failed. Um, Palpatine built an entire empire based off of his ability to foresee with the force uh even the fact that it ended badly for him you know years and years and years later i mean it, that didn't play into it with me as far as the ability to be able to force like when you see the movies you don't really ever see palpatine until the very end use a force power at all basically most of his 
gain his his power grab came from the ability to foresee things and that gave him the ability to manipulate and move pieces on a chessboard like he wanted like he saw fit because he could see what was going to happen um i didn't expect to go that way i think chad when he focused on palpatine's use of it it really that's what pulled me over i didn't know which way i was going to go until the end of it but I gotta say, I agree with everything you said about Lyft. I agree with what you said about it didn't work out very good for me. Didn't make any sense. But the ability to foresee like that, like think about all the things you can. I mean, look, Luke's a super powerful Jedi too, and he failed when he was trying to lift things. (laughs) Just saying. I mean, everybody fails at stuff every once in a while. I think the ability to foresee is pretty cool. You can avoid... You don't have to have powers if you can see into the future because you can avoid a lot of things. Now, like Chad said, his his overconfidence is what destroyed him in the end. But he did have a very successful evil reign based off of his ability to foresee the future. That's all I'm saying. Alright, next question. Spoiler, Luke's going to die at some point, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's next? I have to do the questions. (laughs) I forgot. Um, Moving on to question six. After that uh, that sore point there. Um, Why were the Jedi so easily forgotten between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope? This is going to go to Brian first. You have three minutes. Okay. Well, I would go with um, number one, we had Order 66. And so most of the Jedi were wiped out. Um, well, let me back up. There's very few Jedi to begin with, um, you know, compared to the amount of population within the galaxy. So the chances of you, even when Jedi were at their peak, chances of you running into a Jedi was probably slim anyway. Um, but now, you know, so you have Order 66. Most of the Jedi are wiped out. Sure, there's some still around, but the majority are gone. Um, also, there's um, the Empire now, and they control um, the narrative. And um, so immediately, anybody that um, is alive during that period that knows the Jedi, the story they hear is that the Jedi, uh, you know, turned bad and tried to take control of the galaxy, so on and so forth. And... Um, as the empire continues to grow, they control the the narrative and the propaganda. And, um, you know, so the talk of the Jedi quickly dwindled, you know, um, you know, Palpatine's in control. They can rewrite history. You know, they can, they can go into a school and, you know, rewrite history. They could take Jedi completely out of schools, you know, and you're seeing some of that happen in our own history where um, depending on, you know, who's uh, controlling public education, how history is rewritten. Um, So they can rewrite history where people can grow up never hearing Jedi, or if they have heard of Jedi, they they just think it's a a myth. And, um, you know, another thing is, you know, when you look at like A New Hope, Han Solo, you know, I, he, he's, I, I believe like he's heard of Jedi, but he doesn't believe in the force. So, you know, the idea of seeing people using the force regularly has, has ended. 
Um, and I think most people doubt the force. Um, they don't believe in the force. Um, it's not something that's commonplace. So, you know, Han Solo calls it a hokey religion and so on and so forth because, it's, again, they're not seeing Jedi. They're not seeing Jedi using the Force. They're not seeing really anybody use the Force. And so, um, so just to recap, Empire is in control. They control the narrative, the propaganda. They can rewrite history. The, uh, the Jedi are not on the scene anymore. There's no Force users using the Force. And um, therefore, out of sight, out of mind and it all becomes myths at that point all right chad three minutes how did we i have almost the exact same answer so i don't know what happened with the moderators here but i don't have an answer that's different point to brian that's the answer i gave when i gave my answer um so there really is no debate on this question unfortunately um I am the one who chose the questions based yeah. off of the answers. So I can read I you my I can read you the answer I gave and you can tell me if you think this is different. I have, the Emperor I, made the Emperor made the Jedi into the bad guys and that lie was believed by the majority of the galaxy and looked on to be truth. Very close to the same reason why Vader was thought to be um, a myth and legend himself. The Jedi and their history was wiped away by the ruler of the galaxy. Alright, so I'll i I'll read my original answer. Yeah, see that's 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 I different. Said, I said, good question. Okay. And then I said, um, <laughs> any that were alive had to stay in hiding because Vader and the Inquisitors were hunting them down. As far as people not remembering, I think most were under the assumption that the Jedi were extinct. As Tarkin says to Vader, right, in A New Hope, um, that the religion is extinct. People knew of the Jedi. After all, the Empire accused them of trying to take over the galaxy and kill the Chancellor. I think people just didn't understand or know much about the Jedi, specifically the Force. I think they doubted if the Jedi had powers, etc. Han's disbelief isn't in the Jedi, it's in the Force. Jedi are a historical fact to people. In, in the, um, to people. Um, the Force is what people don't believe. That's where I got my different answers. So we the difference the between Chad, the two... Chad, Chad, said, Chad said the Empire erased the history of the Jedi. Brian said people the, the, the Jedi were a historical fact to people. It's the force they didn't believe in. No, Han Solo would be an ex- Han that's, Solo would be an example of that. That's not what I got from their different court answers, Dave. Brian was more of the out of sight out of mind. They're they're out of they're out of the galaxy and people just kind of forgot about them because they're not around. And Chad gave more the answer of that there was like a bad stigma that was associated with the Jedi, so you don't really talk about them because they're this group that tried to rise no. up and. I mean, cause what, a I got, what I, I, I just, got from Chad, what I got from Chad was that because of the Empire, the people in A New Hope didn't even know what Jedi were. They didn't know. Yeah, what, I, a, I what feel, is a Jedi? They didn't know anything. Sure, See, but from Brian's but then, answer. Yeah, go ahead. From Brian's answer. What I got was people knew about Jedi. They just, they just were now of the belief that yeah, but they didn't have all those powers that people said they have. They were something else. But I they mean, weren't if, these, they didn't if have I were powers called the Force, if That's I were to I make, if I were to make different answers the, to me, sure. If I were to make the debate, the argument that I have written down from you know that expounds on the answer I just read to you, it would be super similar to what Brian said. 
Um, I use Admiral Con Conan Antonio Mati's comments to Vader, says, don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways. Even, you know, he didn't believe, he said, your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure the stolen data tapes, blah, blah, blah. And it was, my point was the Emperor was in control of what was being done. They made the Jedi into bad guys, so there was no reason to study them. And, I mean, Brian touched on that. There was no reason to care what they were or who they were. And so Vader and the Emperor controlled who the Jedi were. And so because of that, the people just forgot or didn't care, and they passed off the scene. And that's why they were forgotten between Episode 3 and 4 is because the Empire was in control. And the Jedi were bad, and that's that's the the lie that was told that the galaxy is like, all right, cool, and they just move on. You don't teach those lessons to your kids. Which I do, I do mention the history there with you know um, that the Jedi, uh, you know, the, the like Emperor a... blamed everybody. Also, right. um, in in Empire, Han Solo, you know, when he gets out of the Carbonite. Um, he says, or uh, in uh, Return of the Jedi, when he gets out of the Carbonite, he says, um, you know, Chewie basically tells Han that Luke's a Jedi Knight now, you know, and, and uh, you know, and Han's like, oh, everyone's having delusions of grandeur. So, like, they know what Jedi Knights are. Obviously, Chewie does, too, because he was, um, you know, he was. I feel like our answers are too similar to argue. Really. Yeah. Our I would answer. say that by the, I would say that by Return of the Jedi, because of Luke being involved, there's definite reason that Han and them would know what Jedi sure. are supposed to be. But I mean, for um, the debate sake, travel I with didn't ben, mean to they travel with, I just felt like after hearing Brian's argument that mine was so similar that I don't know how we would differentiate. And I didn't mean necessarily to get into a debate on the question that was stated earlier, but just that my, my debate after his would be super similar. And I don't know how we would sound any different. So I don't know what you my, want to do with my that. My point, but, when I ask this question, you know, I'm the guest on this podcast, and as I've been told many, many times, I don't know everything about Star Wars. So I asked this question. Especially Rebel Season 3. I asked this question, and when I got the answers, I realized that this would be a good question, in my opinion, All right. to, well, let's... To, convince the, to convince the judges of your personal feelings on this, because let's... I did see a difference. Let's Be, do this. Being, being, like I said, just so I make this perfectly cut, cut and dry, I saw Chad on one side saying that these people didn't know anything about the Jedi. They didn't know what a Jedi was. And B, Brian was clearly saying the Jedi were historical fact to these people, but they didn't believe the, the myth, the stories of them being Force users. They didn't believe in the Force, like Han said. I don't believe this is all-powerful force controlling everything, which is something the Jedi were said to believe. So when you hear about these, like, for example, in The Force Awakens, when when Rey, 30 years later, says, I thought he was a myth, she obviously heard about Luke Skywalker, but they still don't know about, is this force thing true? They, they don't know anything. So is that like, to me, that's kind of like what, what B-Nob is trying to say happened between Revenge of, or not B-Nob, Brian was trying to say between Revenge of the Sith, and A New Hope, that the Jedi are something that people know existed. They just don't believe anymore that they are moving stuff around with their minds and, and yeah. all of that hokey religion our, type stuff. I think our reasonings, though, are get us... The way we get to our answers is 
pretty similar. I mean, unless I'm, but your answers yeah, are different. That's the case. Yeah. So I say, you it, know, one to me, solution. It doesn't mean how, it doesn't it doesn't matter how you get to your answer if your answers are still different. Yeah. So that's I would say that there's two this. solutions. Is one we can either just you know make it null, or two, uh, we could each read our answers one more time, the original answers, and then you guys just judge who answered the question the best just based off of the the original answer. I say no and just move on to the next question. Dave? I still think it's I, I still think it's a valid question. It's just it's it, it's up to B knob and me to decide for our own points what what is what makes more sense to this question that the complete history of Jedi were erased by the emperor or the empire or that the history of the Jedi were altered by the empire. To, to be something different by A New Hope. Because that's really where the difference lies. Chad says there's no history. It's I mean, when you say it this way, it's actually completely sure. the opposite. Chad's saying there's no history. Brian's saying there is history. It's just an altered history. They're both altered histories because one is taking it completely out. One is changing what happened. And I think that's different. So, I mean, we can... I mean, we can null it, but... I mean, maybe if we maybe if we need to break it, we can come back and revisit it or something. But I still see a difference in answers, so we can move on if that's what you want to do. I say let's move on. You know, right. okay. Mm. We will move on to question seven, which we will stay in the same order where Brian will go first and Chad. We'll go second. Um, why was Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan's master in Phantom Menace, when Obi-Wan in Empire Strikes Back tells Luke that Yoda instructed him? All right, so Qui-Gon was uh, Obi-Wan's original master. Um, you know, and then uh, Obi-Wan does complete his training... He basically, you know, he becomes a Jedi Knight at the end of uh, Phantom Menace. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think you can look at it two ways. But uh, one, though, is, you know, I think Yoda kind of took him under his wing after Qui-Gon left or died. And, you know, I think he continued to learn from Yoda, um, you know, through the rest of the saga. Um, up until uh, Obi-Wan's death um, or, you know, the, the departure where Yoda exiled himself. Um, so I, I, th- I don't know if that answer is clear. So Qui-Gon um, was Obi-Wan's master. Qui-Gon dies. Um, and then, um, you know, we, Yoda, I think, Again, he's still he's still the master Jedi on the Jedi Council. Um, he's the head of the Jedi, so I think he continues to take him under his wing. And uh, I believe if you asked Obi Wan today if we could have him here as a Force ghost, he'd still he'd give you that exact same answer. You know, um, so there you go. Okay, Chad, three minutes. Okay, I've as this debate has gone, I've realized I have to change the way I answer some of my questions. Um, 
the the main way that I think is to kind of take Dave's coined phrase that we've been George Lucas, where George does what he wants to do because it's his story and it doesn't necessarily matter if it matches up with what the fans want per se. Um, but in the original trilogy, there was no Qui-Gon and Yoda was the only master that Obi-Wan had had at that point. But then we get the prequels and we introduce a new master. Um, and even in Revenge of the Sith, uh, Yoda says to Obi-Wan, your old master... Um, I've been able to find a way to talk to him, and he refers to Qui-Gon that way. So, you know, for the real reason why, that's the real reason why. But if we go into the story and why Obi-Wan, knowing, you know, that Qui-Gon was his, why didn't he bring that up to, to Luke? Um, the I think the main reason was, is similar to what Brian says, Yoda did have a hand in every every Padawan's and every youngling's uh, training, um, when Obi-Wan is becoming a, a Jedi Knight, Obi-Wan tra- or uh, Yoda trains him some more. Yoda does train him how to be able to speak to Force Ghosts, to be able to learn that skill. He trains him in that. He probably gave more training to Obi-Wan than Qui-Gon did. Um, but as far as talking to Luke, he knew Yoda was still alive, and he knew if he was going to become a Jedi Knight like his father before him... He was going to have to be trained by Yoda because he's the only other Jedi that's still around that can do the training. So for Obi-Wan to say, my master, Qui-Gon, who used to be my master, but he died. But my real master who's going to train you, which will be your master, that's Yoda. It just doesn't roll off the tongue as well as you're going to have to be trained by Master Yoda as well. So when he told Luke, if you're going to come with me to Alderaan to learn to be a Jedi, you're going to have to, you're going to learn from my old master, Yoda. Um, so if we want to go into the canon reason story that that is it, I believe that's the main reason. There's no reason to bring up Qui-Gon at that point. Um, Yoda had trained him a bunch. Um, but if you want to step back from the story, it's because Qui-Gon didn't exist when episode yeah. the original trilogy was there. Um, he was added in later, and you can't really have Yoda find Anakin, right? If Yoda comes up and is like, oh, I found the Chosen One, look at the midichlorians, that changes Yoda's place in all of Jedi Council Council and the history of the Jedi. Um, that changes who he is, and we can't do that, so we've got to have a different person. So mine's kind of two, two-pronged answer. Um, but right, I believe so... it. Fu- I'm sorry, are my three minutes up? Did I miss... oh, <laughs> Ten okay. seconds. I think that fully encapsulates the big, all the big picture reasons and the individual reasons why he says Yoda, not Qui-Gon. All right, but hang on. So my rebuttal right. would be because I, I think feel like we we had a lot of the same answer, but um, you know I think you could, anybody could say well that's because of the way you know for story's sake and that's the way George Lucas. True. I mean I, I feel like we're taking on this. I feel like the spirit of this is to take on the story right as it is. And that's why and, I gave the and the entire prongs. canon. Yeah, but I I feel like you have to eliminate. Right the George mm-hmm. Lucas part out of it because that doesn't matter anymore because so. we have the story the the spirit of the doesn't question matter, is no the spirit of the question is you know now we have this my interpretation this paradox now how do we explain it and that that's sure. I, so I don't I think bringing in the George Lucas thing is a is a cop out um yeah I said it and uh but so you take that away, I think we have the both the same answer. So I don't think Chad should be awarded any type of points because he brings in George Lucas because you could do that for almost any of these questions. Mm, I don't necessarily think that's true. You shut Who your is mouth. Ray? 
can't bring George Lucas into that one. So well, I said almost. I um, said almost. I okay. didn't say all of them. Um, underrated character. Yeah, George Lucas doesn't mean <laughs> best ship for battle. Now George. Yeah. Lucas. So anyway, you say, oh no, you um, could use I, Wookie. You're right. That's because that's the way no, George right. Lucas Listen, wrote the trilogy, and that's bring, how he wanted. That's uh, okay. Chewbacca to sure. be represented. Sure. So that's why I gave two two sides of it. I uh, I realize and that's why I say if we step back. And I'm not saying, you know, that that, can't, that has to happen. We have to retcon things. That's part of the yeah. way the movies are made. And that's fine. But that's why I gave it the other reason why, um, not just like the, the George obvious. Lucas It's kind of like the thing. obvious, though. So I don't think you should get points for that okay. just because I well, didn't skip the obvious. That's, you can think whatever you want about points. I'm just giving what my, my side of that is. Um, there's no reason for Obi-Wan to bring up Qui-Gon because but otherwise we Luke have the is same, about to be trained. I'm sorry. Luke, no, we don't. Luke is about to be trained by yeah, the only do. other Jedi that exists. So at this point, there's no reason. There's no reason for Obi Wan. Obi Wan continued Qui-Gon to learn into. under Obi Wan continued to learn under Yoda, and Yoda was basically everybody's master because he was in charge of the council. All right, <clears throat> another very spirited debate, fellas. That's right. Would you Maybe like me to go first, being up, or would no, you like I'll to go first? All right. I'm gonna go with Chad with this one. Oh, son of! I quit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. Sure, you will. And I get, and I get your argument about Yoda being everybody's teacher. He teaches the younglings in Attack of the Clones. He trains them before they go off with their individual masters when they get a little bit older. Uh, but when they're little younglings, he trains them, and he trained uh, Obi Wan in the ways of the Force. Well, he really just hooks Obi Wan back up with Qui Gon, and Qui Gon's the one who teaches him how to become one with the ne- and come back from the netherland of the Force. But just to think about a New Hope, um, obviously when he when he meets up with Luke, and Luke tracks him down, and and Obi-Wan sees R2 in them, and they go to uh, the cantina to get out of there and, and track down the princess. I think that Obi-Wan knew at that point that he was on his final mission. Um, he knew that it was his time. And he knew that once his time was up, that for Luke to complete his Jedi training, that he would have to come in contact with, with, uh, with Yoda and... So I think he just gave um, Anakin, I mean Luke, the information that he needed to let him know about who this guy was. Hey, he was one of my old teachers. He's, that gives Yoda credibility. That shows that Yoda was somebody that Well, he specifically said, the, the Jedi Master who trained me. Right. So, And that's the information that he needed to give Luke, um, you know, based off the circumstances that he was in. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with being George Lucas or, or because of he was the one that trained him at some sort of specific time or anything like that. So I'm going to go with Chad. I just I, I felt like he had more valid arguments. That's it. I'm also going to go with Chad, Brian. I'm I am sorry to say it for your case, uh, for your sake. Um, I do think that that the George Lucas thing is a valid argument. Um, for the same reasons that I think that that including you know uh, things that J.J. Abrams or Daisley Ridley have said in in arguments about who Ray is 
and just like the fact that the whole Star Wars saga is about the Skywalkers, because um, that's the way it was written. And I mean, I, I I agree with that. Now the 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 similarities. Um, I still think that, and this could have been. This is just part of the debate. This could have been because Chad had a little bit of an advantage going after you. Um, but I feel like even in the similarities, Chad explained it a little bit better. Um, I like the idea of the fact that it doesn't really make sense for Obi-Wan to say, uh, yeah, um, there's an older, you know, Yoda's not really my master, but he taught me after my master died, and that's the master that's going to instruct you. Um, it's, it wouldn't have made sense. But I will say, and, Brian, and B-Nob already touched on this a little bit, I do think Lucas did con- try to retcon that a little bit in in uh, the prequels when Obi-Wan comes to Yoda to talk about the planet that's missing out of the database and Yoda's teaching a bunch of younglings. Um, in it, The majority of what we know about the Force and Jedi training, everyone is too... It just seems like everybody's too old to start the training. Even Anakin was too old to start the training. When you look at the tra- the, the little younglings that, that Yoda's training, they're all little kids. So... It's according to the the Jedi Council Council, I, I'm always doing that wrong. Um, according to them, it sounds like a a good portion of Jedi training happens when you are a small child. I mean, when you look at Obi Wan when he was with Qui Gon, he was already. Uh, well, I mean, I would say he was older than Luke was in Empire Strikes Back. Um, but I think that's just you know that's like kind of like how school goes you get into the older grades of your teaching and you learn different things as you go but the big focus of it is when you're a kid so i think it's possible that lucas you know could have encompassed that was saying well yoda did train obi-wan and then his you know bachelor's degree in jedi training was with qui-gon and all that stuff after that but um all in all i am going to give chad the point uh I mean, he did use my coin term, George Lucas, <laughs> which I'm not saying that's what won it over for me, but uh, I do, I did like that answer. Ewoks are so moving on win for me. No matter <laughs> what the no matter what the question Keep is. That in your back pocket. So going to the next question, which will be uh, started by Chad. In which order would you rank the following Sith? Concerning their lightsaber design and functionality. And these are the Sith you will be ranking. Darth Maul, Count Dooku, Darth Vader, and Kylo Ren. Listed in chronological order. <laughs> Beat up. You ready? Is the timer going? Oh, yeah. Timer starting right now. All right. This is a great question. I love this question because... Oh, I'm sorry. You, you need a drink, Brian? Thanks for taking... Um, this, Ten seconds. To talk about lightsabers is is super exciting and fun. And obviously we got so many more lightsaber battles in the prequels than the original trilogy. Um, but as far as best to worst in lightsaber design and function... <laughs> Brian, that's not fair. You can't do that. Um, okay, so functionality and design. Um, number one, the best... Hold on. Darth- I've, t- I've stopped at the time. I just want to say, I'm going to repeat somebody from last week. His name is Brian Seddon. No holding up signs, no throwing, giving the fingers, or no, you know, no doing anything in the background 
while the other person is giving their their uh, argument. I was perfectly fine. You I may wasn't continue. distracted. You may continue. Okay, so, man. Uh, best or worst lightsaber design and functionality. Number one, Darth Maul. Um, as far as Sith lightsabers go, of all the four mentioned, Darth Maul has the most appropriate for a Sith lightsaber. Um, it is made with four synthetic crystals. Um, obviously, we know Darth Maul has the dual-bladed lightsaber. Um, he spent meditation for four days in like a heart of a planet with a furnace um, and had to regulate his body temperature, had to regulate his sweat um, in order to make this lightsaber. Um, if you go back to the old Sith Wars and the ancient Sith, we know that they used synthetic lightsaber crystals. Um, they didn't They didn't have access to Ilum and the other places where kyber crystals were found. So he has the best one. The dual lightsaber, uh, you know, the dual-edged one, is a specific to the Sith. That's where it started. Uh, so Darth Maul has the best of the Sith concerned design and functionality. He says uh, he actually told Palpatine that um, to be able to hit them with both sides just makes sense to him. Number two, Dooku. Um, Dooku was a very custom lightsaber. Uh, he made one when he was a Jedi, and then when he became a Sith, he kind of made one very similar. He has that curved hilt on his, which helps with his fighting style, the way that he did it. Um, but his hilt and the way he made it um, for the Sith functions, crap, I have a minute left, um, works real well with his fighting style, um, and it's different than the Jedi. He was able to make it uh, specific for him. Kylo Ren, his are based on the ancient Sith for design. He is number three for me. Um, so you go back to the Great Scourge of Malachor, which we saw in Rebels, um, all those cross-guarded uh, lightsabers that were there. So when it comes to Sith lightsabers, his is better than Vader's because it is uh, made after the ancient Sith. It's made with a crack crystal, barely able to contain the power. And then Vader, number four, his was only merely created to impress Palpatine and distance himself from the Jedi. It's, a, it's changed over the movies, but it starts off as a simply black, squarish almost... Um, hilt, nothing really spe special about it, but he was trying to impress Palpatine more than make a weapon for himself. It was an oversized bulk version of his Jedi lightsaber, um, black alloy with crystal. The crystal he got was given to him by Palpatine. He didn't even go get his own synthetic crystal. It was given to him. That's why he's number four. I feel like I lost a few All seconds. All right, Brian. All right, so... Um, I went with... Uh, and, and Chad, I appreciate you giving all the... Specifics there, um, <clears throat> so I don't have to rehash Research. that. Yeah, but, you're welcome. Um, Vader, I went with number one um, because although it, it is a slightly redesigned hilt, and um, but it's it's classic. When you think lightsabers, it still has that classic look. Um, it's Star Wars, um, and it's it's in one of the best characters' hands in the entire saga. Um, he uses it well, as we saw in Rogue One. Um, and, uh, so I would say Vader number one, number two, I have, uh, Dooku. It's, uh, still in line with more of a traditional, it does have the curve for the fighting style. Um, but, uh, I would put that as a, a number two, number three, I would go Kylo's, uh, cross guard, um, my thing with the cross guard is it is useful as we did see him use that, but it is also dangerous to himself um, because it does, you know, have the uh, the cross guard coming out. Um, 
It's uh, and then Maul I put number four, the double blade. Um, so here's the thing: is when when Mauls come out, so we're going with we're going with functionality, we're going with uh, best design. You know, when that came out, yeah, it, it may have looked cool. It was the first time we saw that, at least on screen like that. But my problem is, where do we stop people? I mean, have you gone to the store and seen like where your kid can buy these like put five lightsabers all together and it just at some point it just becomes ridiculous i'm i'm for the classics you know star wars is a samurai throwback space samurai space opera right and uh you know so that the traditional lightsabers have that traditional uh vibe of more of just a saber or a sword versus you know now we got all these crazy uh things um, attachments you can put on them. So I, I look for the uh, traditional lightsabers. So Vader, um, Dooku, Kylo, and then Darth Maul. All right, Chad, one minute rebuttal. Oh, man, where to go? I mean, we're talking about the classic Sith design. We're not talking about classic Star Wars. It's it's classic, as Brian said. It's Star Wars in quotes. It's what you think of. That wasn't necessarily the question. Wars. The question was, you don't... what is the best to worst lightsaber design and functionality? And when it comes yeah. to these Sith, the word Sith was used. So when it comes to Sith lightsabers, there's no question. Maul has the most authentic Sith lightsaber because the Sith were the first to come out with the dual-bladed lightsabers. It was classic before Vader was a was a twinkle in Shmi's eye from the skies vader's was a haphazard thrown together crystal given by palpatine made it as bulky as he could look like his old jedi one but wanted to distance himself as far as he could he was the lowest he used it cool his abilities were great better than maybe anyone else's but we're not talking about abilities and how he used it we're talking about the lightsaber itself yeah so malls oh. malls was easily broken um easily you know, huh yeah, he defeated in dozens in scores of Jedi before. Yeah, Obi-Wan so came so Obi Wan beat Maul. Obi Wan had a traditional lightsaber, um, not a Sith lightsaber though. Anakin, Anakin, and um, Anakin and uh, Obi Wan beat Dooku traditional lightsaber. Um, not Sith, so nothing to do with functionality. Vader and Vader and Luke both fought with traditional lightsabers. So I'm just saying this whole idea of lightsabers. The only one that's the verdict is still out on is Kylo because his story is not finished. But um, Dooku died with his fancy lightsaber. Were we Maul talking died about with his which was the lightsaber. best lightsaber battles or the best design? No, I'm just saying. Of the Sith well, we're talking about functionality. Himself. The functionality didn't keep him alive. So of Dooku died. Beat. Maul died. So. Hmm. Uh, Obi Wan was killed. By a he sacrificed himself. So, he sacrificed oh, himself. Okay. You don't know if you saw the movie or not. All right. Uh, I have to say, Beanob, we were much nicer to each other during our debate. <laughs> we were. We, we Brian and I know each other a, lot a little, of cla- little bit better. We have probably. a lot of class, Dave. We just have yeah, a lot that's of class. What it is. <laughs> there were we're no middle fingers people. thrown. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to take it. I've been listening closely and just picturing it all. It looked like you were meditating while you were listening. I was meditating on the answers because I have to remember what order they went in or I'm, I'm not going to yeah. give a good answer. 
Well, I wrote. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say I agree oh, with any of them. Neither, neither of them would be my. Choice, it has nothing to do with our right. That's yeah, not. I'm our just opinions, saying, make right? it a statement, Chad. Okay, I just want to make sure it's clarified. Yeah, I'm Chad, not just calm down. Let him answer the question. Okay. Well, okay. The, the issue is, now. is that both of you, both of you, um, I think rank Dooku's lightsaber, the curved one, a little too high. I get okay. It's not based on your opinion. It's just I understand that. <laughs> too high I compared to what? It. Well, yeah, his opinion. He's just giving his opinion. Doesn't okay, matter. Okay, fair. Both right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Prefacing this, I haven't Chad, even gotten a winner yet. Just calm down, buddy. Fair enough. <laughs> just calm down. I'm gonna have to give my answer to Chad. Freaking knob. <laughs> Gosh! All right, move on. We don't even care. I don't want to hear your response. Just go to be go to Dave. You're half asleep right. anyway. No, be not regale us. Tell us. I like. I want to hear your your reasons. Uh, Calm down, Brian. Calm down. Give I felt that. Man. I felt that you gave valid reasons for every single lightsaber you chose, including the ones that I wouldn't normally pick. Um, you. you know, Kylo Ren's, even Darth Vader's, the original lightsaber, that's an easy one to choose. Um, you even gave extra explanation towards the double-bladed lightsaber. Um, and I think you did a better job of saying why you chose it as your first choice better than what why Brian chose it on his last choice. And yes, I might be meditating because I'm listening to your answers and I want to make sure that the right person wins. And that's my opinion. You sold me on, on the curved lightsaber. Like I said, it wasn't Fair. my choice. It wasn't my choice, but you sold me on it. Understood. So kudos to you because you brought up valid points to, to make me choose a lightsaber that personally I wouldn't normally choose, but you convinced me, and that's the whole part of the debate. Understood. Uh, I'm also giving my point to Chad. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. <laughs> now, I have Such to say... Such a sore loser. First of all... Um, th- this debate has brought some very great lines, um, You're including lines down, including Star Wars is a samurai space opera. Um, <laughs> well, I wrote that down too. Know. It is. I didn't know that. You just George um, Lucas that. It is. That's true. <laughs> but also, also, I like how Vader's lightsaber was the best because the best character held it. Was, that was one of that was one of the things you said. That's valid point. <laughs> um, I do want to say, Chad. Now, again, this this might have been uh, a different. I mean, last time Chad maybe had an advantage going second. This time he might have had an advantage going first because he came with a lot of information. I didn't repeat the specs because I know it was already said, stated. You said that, which. Whether or not you did the research <laughs> or not, that was yeah. very smart to say. That was a smart way to make it look like you could what have you done mean, all the same make research. It look like I'm not saying you didn't. <laughs> I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying. Because um, I didn't know anything about Maul's lightsaber like that. That I mean, Chad sold me on Maul being number one. That was the first thing. I will say, you uh, with aside aside from like the fun, you know the the best character held it, so it was the best lightsaber. Um, you did play on my my love for Darth Vader, the character Darth Vader, and possibly if you would have ranked it Vader, Maul, Dooku, Kylo Ren, I might have given yeah. you the point. I've um, always hated the double, but Maul so far at the bottom. Blade. Yeah, that was that that 
that confused me a little bit. I also am not as big of a fan of the Dooku thing either, um, B-Nob. But I don't know, you know, I, I again, I don't know the backstory of Dooku's all that stuff, so... I okay, mean. I know that I was, like, um, 10 when Attack of the Clones came out. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys were, like, having children. <laughs> Easy. Careful. <laughs> uh, you guys were, like, married and had families. So you probably weren't as... as uh, as much visitors to maybe you guys were I don't know but I was a I was a visitor of Toys R Us and I and I purchased the lightsabers as they came out I I tried to collect as many of them that came out as possible and I was 10 11 12 years old so I was I was you know fighting my my friends in my backyard with my light and and let me just tell you out of all the lightsabers that I bought I barely used Darth, Darth Count Dooku's it, it was it was obnoxious to use, and and I really made, you could say it's his functionality, but who wants a curved lightsaber? What's the point of that? So that's just my that's just my ten cents about Count Dooku's lightsaber. It's very cool looking, but in a battle, why, why why are you using it? And it and it's so weirdly curved. Just do your research on it. Okay, what's her name from Clone Wars? Hers is actually like an actual curve. Dooku's is like, uh, you know, a, a diagonal lightsaber. It's just pointless. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, All right, well. Next question. Next question. We're moving right along here. Number nine, and this will go to Brian first. Why, in A New Hope, or you could say even in Revenge of the Sith, was Luke allowed to keep his surname? You have three minutes. You may begin. Um, so I put... Um, oh, I have to find my answer, so... <laughs> hold, hold, please. Um, Wait, what? You don't have your answer? <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of mixed up and in with another one here. Um, let's see. Almost there. Almost there. This is fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) Hold on. It's somewhere. Hang on. You're struggling, Brian. Oh, okay. I got it now. Um, So I said, I don't think, I'm just going to read it as I put it. I don't think Anakin really knew much about Lars. I know he knew the the family, right? Um, But as far as once, once his mother died, he was like, I don't, he had nothing to do with that family. Um, so when I say that, he didn't really know much about Lars. Like once the family was, once, once he died, once his mom died, he was done with the family, had no contact whatsoever with them. Um, so plus if Obi-Wan told them they had to change Luke's name, um, if he told, um, uh, his aunt and uncle that they had to change the name, then he would have to basically explain why, um, why we're changing the name and, I mean, how would you do that without explaining that basically Anakin is is still alive and he's, you know, he's Vader or, or so on and so forth. So, um, or what exactly happened. So that's why he kept the name, um, in my opinion. Um, he didn't see it. They didn't see a need to change it. I think ultimately it was Obi-Wan's decision. He's the one that dropped him off. 
you didn't see a need to change the name um, so I'll go I'll, I I give up the rest of my time to Chad oh okay well he doesn't gain the time it's just <laughs> yeah that's fine <clears throat> all right Chad okay um, the real reason why they let Luke keep the Skywalker name is when Yoda and Obi-Wan and uh, Senator I'm a Senator, what's his last name? I can't think of Organa. his name. Organa. Organa. Thank you, Brian, for the help. Man, or- what a nice guy. Senator Organa, when they're deciding what to do with the children, um, obviously they changed Leia's name because she's going to be the daughter of a senator. Her name needs to change. They can't keep it. She's in the spotlight. But bringing Luke to the Outer Rim planet of Tatooine, no one's coming out there. The Empire probably doesn't really have a whole lot of presence there. And they also figured Anakin, he is never, ever in a million years going to want to come back to Tatooine. Therefore, changing the last name is really insignificant. When you think of all the, the nightmares and the bad memories that Anakin has of Tatooine, the, the slave that slave boy that he was working um, for Watto, and then coming back and finding his mom and killing all those sand people, the men, the women, and the children too, these are terrible memories that Anakin has of Tatooine, and he does not want to go back to remember the love he had for his mother. The love that his mother had for him because love is not what he wants. He oh, wants brother. hate. And if you go to the Vader comic books, the Vader comic books, when Vader finds out that Luke is his son um, by Boba Fett, um, he actually says, You had 20 years, Obi Wan, hiding the boy in the one place I would never return was cunning, but in this you are a failure because he still found him. And he says to to Boba Fett, because Boba Fett goes to try to figure out who this kid is that blew the Death Star up. He finds Obi-Wan's hut, and he asks, Vader asks Boba Fett, did you bring me anything of value? And he says, not much, just his name, Skywalker. And he realizes that they hid, one, he, the, the children that Padme says they had did not die with her. And Obi-Wan hid Luke on the one place that he would never ever want to return because of the terrible memories that he has there and reminding himself of his mother and who Anakin was. Because for him, Anakin has to be dead. Anakin cannot be alive, it's only Vader. And if he goes back to remember on Tatooine who Anakin was, that's the last place in the entire galaxy that he's gonna go. That is why they didn't have to change his name. Be not, or uh, Brian, you have a one-minute rebuttal. I mean, nothing to rebuttal. I feel like, in essence, we gave the same answer. Uh, Chad gave a little more detail there. But uh, we, you know, I did it without wasting everybody's time. So you're welcome. Uh, I hope you value that. It's almost two hours of a podcast. And, you know, I think we all knew that Vader wasn't going to go back to Tatooine. Um, You know, Obi-Wan had no reason to change the name. Um, and that's why I said once, uh, once his mother died, he had no, nothing to do with that family. Um, so just give me the point. Move on. Chad, you now have a minute to rebuttal that rebuttal. Okay. So Brian's argument was that Anakin didn't know Lars. He didn't really care. I didn't say he didn't know him. He did. After he died, he had no, didn't really know. (laughs) Um, and, and, and the reason they didn't change his name, because then they'd have to explain why they have to change his name. And that's because, well, Anakin is actually Vader. And I know you know he killed all those sand people, so you know he's a real bad dude, but yeah. he's still alive. 
I didn't saying, say any of that. That's wait, not. Hang on, the I want to back up. I'm not saying he didn't, didn't know him, him. Know him? Yeah, he knew him. So Obviously, we didn't. We see. We didn't. But he had. Answer. But there was no relationship there. I mean, as soon as his mom died, he never went back. He had no reason to go back to the planet. And he we had do no, know in the comics he did go back. There was no but. connection with them at all. It was. It was yeah. about changing Luke's name Skywalker. It has nothing to do with the people. It has to do with the place and Shmi. That is why they knew he would never come back. Not because of the Lars family, but because of Shmi. His mother, and knowing that he would never ever come back to Tatooine because of what that place was, he Vader himself said it in the comic. You hit him there because you know it's the one place I'd never go. All right, another great discussion. I feel like uh, some people are getting a little bit frustrated and are just starting to throw around <laughs> hateful dialogue. Uh, but it is entertaining. Um, I'm going to go first, and I, I, Brian, I, it's slipping away. I got to give my point <laughs> to Chad on this slipped one. Slipped away like four answers ago. <laughs> I have to give my answers to Chad. Um, first of all, uh, I picked the again. I picked the answers because or I picked the questions because the answers did have disagreements in them, and. Uh, one of the things that that Chad had in his answer originally was another George Lucas thing, which he did not use this time. Um, he won without it, and I, I, I really, I mean, my favorite characters Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader, um, and when I, again, the comic book thing, I think that is what did it for him. The knowledge, literally, that I did not know existed because I haven't read all these comics, that Vader literally addressed that very thing but i was never going to go to tatooine i was not going to go there and all that hurt talk the pain the the fact that tatooine just represented hurt and pain to him that got me that that got me it it made more sense to me simply that that uh, obi-wan just didn't want to go through the pain of explaining the story to to uh aunt beru and uncle owen that's that's my point anyways it's true. Um, sorry, Brian, but my point's going to Chad. The first time when we asked this question, um, well, Dave is the one who originally came up with this question. When he sent it to me, the the first thing I thought about was Shmi. And and that, you know, my if I was a part of this debate, my my thing was uh, you could you know that the Lars, you know, uh, have a love and respect for Shmi. That's why they. T- that's why they bought her. They bought her for out of slavery into their into the, her into their family, and I think. And then after them bu- buying her out of slavery, she died very tragically. So I feel like Shmi Skywalker has a special place in the heart, and I feel like keeping Luke's last name as Skywalker was continuing. You know, in their mind. Anakin was gone, um, and and you already know um, that you know that he, that you know in in even in Luke's mind, Anakin was dead. Now, and hey, can, can I just make a point here? Because you just brought up something that supports my fact. Yeah, yeah, the the Lars didn't have to change the name because you know they're they're taking the kid in. 
they had no reason to change the name because they didn't know what really happened. You know, my original argument. No, but it was more was, though that it was Obi one. It's more of Shmi though. Shmi is had the, had Obi Obi one would have had to make the decision to change the name, and if he had done that, he would have had to explain why. Right, so but Shmi kind of my point. But, but Chad bringing up Shmi in general is is the is the focal point because they want the Shmi's last name Skywalker. Because she didn't get it from no husband. That was her last name. Um, Shmi, the last name Skywalker, they wanted to continue that her legacy, Shmi's legacy, through Luke and not changing it to their own child. That's that's and nowhere s- anywhere in the story, but that's fine. Okay, I'm just making a... making. I'm you just saying right, that Brian. this was my own opinion. I didn't say it was part of the story, but obviously Chad... Gave the facts that in the comics, Anakin says, "I'm not returning there because uh, that was that's the one place I'll never go." And Chad gave actual facts. I gave you my opinion, my own what I thought the first time I ever read the question. Chad took it one step farther and actually gave us factual reasons of why I didn't have to change his name because Anakin wasn't going to go looking for him, and they weren't going to change it. Bottom line, Chad gets the point. Sorry, Brian. Okay. Um, thanks, Binab. Uh Question 10. This is the last question. Um, just a reminder, we, we didn't do a full 10 questions because we skipped over one because the answers were a little bit altered and, and seemed very similar. Um, but question 10, nonetheless, is a good one. Should Anakin's Force Ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi have been young Anakin or old Anakin? This will start with Chad. You have three minutes. You may begin. Okay, I am super shocked that this question is on here, that there would be a difference of opinion when it comes to Brian and I on this, but obviously we do. Um, It is old Anakin, period, end of story. Why, do you ask? You You may ask why would that be the case. Well, let me tell you. The reason is, anytime we've gotten a Force ghost in any of the Star Wars canon at all, when the Force ghost appears, once they've learned that ability, um, they appear as the last time that they were alive. Um, We could even go as far as to say the last time, in Anakin's case, that he was good. Um, We see a Force ghost, Obi-Wan... Um, who was the same age, looked exactly the same as he was when Vader made him more powerful than we could ever imagine. Yoda, we see him as a Force ghost, the same age as he was when he goes to sleep and his little blanket falls um, into where he just disappears. When we have Qui-Gon from the Clone Wars, he had not finished his training, and so when he came back as a Force ghost, he was just a bunch of little orbs, the essence of the Force, the essence of his life, floated around he could speak but he was not physical form so when we bring anakin back as a force ghost the original way it was done was the old man that said let me see you with my own eyes when he luke turned him back to the the light side turned him away from the dark side that is the version of the force ghost anakin we should have now george lucas went back they remastered it they used for some reason decided to go with the younger version he would be the only young version of the force ghost which makes it just different from everything else and just doesn't logically make sense with why everyone else is the way they are so 
the old version of Anakin should have been and should always be the Force Ghost that we get in Return of the Jedi. All right, Brian. Three minutes. All right, so obviously I said the um, the young Anakin, and my reasons were um, that uh, it's a way to re- connect the original trilogy to the prequels. Um, you know, think about all the people that grew up like b you know, with the prequels as their main Star Wars saga. Um, you know, now when they go back to watch Revenge of the, or, uh, Return of the Jedi, bam, it's, there's an instant connection. You have, you have the Anakin that they grew up with as a Force ghost, and so I think it's a good connection, and it also allows for if they ever wanted to go down the road for future force ghosts um anakins i I don't i don't think they'll do that but they have that availability to do that as well because they used the uh they they retconned the uh the old anakin into that um so i'm i was okay with it also you know we never um (laughs) we never really got to see the true darth vader as a force ghost anyway who was david prowse um he was the one that was the actor or the you know, um, obviously not the voice, but he was in the suit all through the trilogies. And when they pulled off the mask, it was Sebastian Shaw. And, and they showed Sebastian Shaw as a force ghost. So technically, he wasn't even the real guy. Um, if You know, as far as the guy that put in the time and the effort, Sebastian Shaw didn't deserve to be the force ghost. Um, at least Anakin or Christian Haydenson, you know, deserved it because he played Anakin in the three in the prequels. Um, so he's somebody that's earned that, that spot, I believe. Um, I think it's, like I said, it's a good connection to the prequels and it also allows them to do, um, future force ghosts with him if they choose to do that. Um, and I, I think if he asked, uh, David Prowse, he would probably be happy with that move too, because, uh, you know, he, he, he got, kind of screwed over in the whole deal and uh so now at least you know sebastian shaw is not in it anymore so for those that know the uh the drama there chad one minute rebuttal okay so there's an instant connection with the prequels at the very end of the last movie of the original trilogy way at the end once you get through all three of them then you get that instant connection that makes sense yeah Um, Dave Prost, you're right. He was not the actor throughout the entire... They pulled the rug out from under him and made the actor, Sebastian, be the guy you see with the very first time with the mask off. So it would be weird, just like it's weird to use a different actor, young Anakin, to give a different actor be the old Anakin when we just saw the face, but now he's different? That doesn't make sense. And would Dave Prost be happy that the fact they use Hayden Christian... No, he would not, because if you go watch the documentary I Am Your Father by Dave Prost, where they actually go and talk to him, he is very, very, very still mad at Lucas Arts and all that because of that specific thing where they because did he, not use because him with he wasn't off, because used. Yeah, he because put he his, wasn't That's right. Used. Doesn't matter who right. else was, it's still not. But him. I think if he so asked if him, get, I think he'd be happier with Christian in there as opposed to Sebastian Shaw. Who had they no said time James Earl Jones be the ghost? Just and you're also your wrong Brian. about Qui Gon Jinn. They did show they did show his Force Ghost in the animated series, the Clone Wars. Actually, not just the orbs. There was one part with the orbs, but there was another part. He appears to Kenobi on Mortis um, as a full Force Ghost. By the way, 
Um, you can okay. Google that. But uh, but no, I think Google I think that. it's a good way to connect it um, to connect At the, the very prequels. end of the last of the three movies. Literally the last closing moments of the movie. Yes, for it's those that grew up with Star Wars, it's a good connection. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, that grew up with the prequels. It's a good connection to tie that into the trilogy. Um, the original trilogy and again they can use it in the future so if they so choose so i think it's a good it's a good change it's a good move um aside from being sebastian shaw sebastian shaw so who we only saw for like a minute in the entire movie so nobody even cares uh what he looked like at that point because you know no now one knew christian the difference christian haydenson no one is knew anakin. that christian haydenson no is anakin. He had a mask on Christian Haydenson is Anakin. Uh, Christian Haydenson Christian is wrong, Hayden and also Hayden Christian is, Hayden Anakin, Christian is Hayden also Christian, wrong. Sorry. You both are, are saying you know his I mean. name wrong. I don't understand this. It's two in the morning. I have to try. <laughs> but he's Anakin. That actor is Anakin. The guy that I said his name wrong name. numerous times. He's the one that gives us instant connection. He's Anakin, instant. though. Chad, instant. Chad, you constantly call him Hayden Christian. Instant. I and it's today, Christensen. Did I? did I today? Yeah, you did. You called him Hayden Christian. Said, yeah. I don't think I said Take his that. full name. You did. Go you did. did. But, but Brian called him Christian Haydenson, which is worse. Uh, <laughs> Christian Slater. I'll take it. All right. But he's Anakin, not Sebastian uh, Shaw. Uh, this has nothing to do with my points, but I do want to say this is very ironic. I guess it does have to do with my points, so I'll just go into my points. Um something that chad said to me didn't sit it didn't make it didn't make sense i saw where he was going but he said obviously he should be old because um when you when you discover that power and and, and you you know learn how to use you know become a force ghost it's it's what you were at the end well in the story of star wars we don't know that anakin or uh vader learned how to become a force ghost, and of course in the OT they didn't. That wasn't a thing, anyways. Um, and so when when he said that, I thought, well, how in the world did? Why why wasn't Qui Gon? Why couldn't Qui Gon learn since he's talking? Why can't he still finish learning and become a full force ghost? Force ghost. And then Brian in his rebuttal proved that he did do it. So now I was like, well, then Chad, what Chad's saying makes more sense to me now, <laughs> because that actually does. Uh, you can actually do that. Um, I'm gonna, man, Brian, I, I feel bad. I, I'm gonna give my point to Chad on this one. Um, I, I get, I completely understand and get the whole connection, the prequel thing. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I thought Chad did a good job of mentioning that it doesn't happen until the tail end of the entire trilogy. So they don't, that connection doesn't connect them unless they stay with it the whole time. But, Obviously, that is what Lucas was doing. He wanted to connect his prequels to his originals as much as he could. That's why he went back and remastered the, the crap out of them. Um, but it, it, Chad made the most sense, in my opinion, um, that uh, Anakin became, you know, he, he turned back from the dark side and, and went back to the light, and that's why the age should have been the age that he was when that happened when he passed um so i'm gonna have to give chad my point on that one being up uh i gotta give my point to brian so uh there you go brian um 
Pity point. I'm not saying this because I'm a prequel Anakin fan. I'm saying this for the fact that um, when I think about becoming one with the Force, it's about and and coming back from the Netherlands of the Force. You're coming back as as a whole as a whole, and I think the person that was affected by that the most was Anakin because seeing him in the bank the tank you know 20 you know almost 20 years after the fact in uh return of the jedi anakin's pretty messed up okay he's not only is he have no arms and legs but you know i i looked at some story art of of him from from the bank the tank and in, in rogue one and you could see how much cybernetically is is in his you know, is is pretty much running his internal organs. He's plugged up into that into that suit that's pretty much a life support. And they they mentioned so many times how you know even Obi Wan mentions he's more machine than he is actual man. And having him come back as 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 where the last time he was a whole individual. Um, my personal opinion, I feel like they should have ha- aged Hayden Christensen. Which I thought would be pretty cool. So an artist rendered Hayden Christensen older and did ended a fan, fantastic fan art. I'll try to post it on the Facebook page for you guys to see. Um, but fantastic fan art of of it, it's him as an adult with a beard standing next to Luke, um, and it's great art of of what of how a, an artist imagined what Anakin would have looked like if he stayed in the Jedi Order. Uh, probably some of the best fan art I've seen um, of that in particular. Um, but I would love to post that up for for you fans to see. But uh, it just made more make sense, sense to me. I've seen them both. It's not that I'm a fan. It just made more sense to me to see a younger Anakin rather than than some old dude. Um, what what is what? Uh, I guess Force Ghost. Like, what is the limit of uh, like missing appendages? Like, for example, like <laughs> when Luke dies, will he have to? Will his Force Ghost ha- not have a hand? Maybe he won't have a Force Ghost. No, I, I no Luke. He, I mean, there's a difference between losing a hand and completely being, you know. Well, obviously, there's a difference, but he he did lose a hand. Does the Force Ghost just grow that? Bad? I mean, we are talking about ghosts. Is my point? So right. you don't necessarily have to have. All yeah, your I say Anakin. Be, Anakin be becomes to... whole again. Obviously, he gets that hand back. But I'm saying, in Vader's case, he's you know he, he's completely. You know, he was a little bit of flesh and a brain slapped, you know, trapped in this mechanical body. I'll go at a spiritual level. I mean, you know, Anakin, Anakin died when he became Vader, in a sense. You know, so so when he comes back as a Force ghost, that's that's truly when the last time he was Anakin. I know, you know, mm. he dies at the end of Return of the Jedi, but I mean, he tells Luke he saved him. You saved me. No, I get sister, it, but right. but if you look at, though, I mean, right. he he does he he Anakin die. I mean, right. he says Anakin's dead. You know, through yeah, the comments. Yeah, they, they have a mental and, battle. And in if the you watch, I don't know if you guys yeah, got on purpose blocking him out. Right, I don't know if you guys got the box set of, of when they when the first time they came out with the DVD box set. I think it was right around the time of Revenge of the Sith. I think it was 2006 that they came out with that that box set. It was like the gold and mm-hmm. the silver one. Do you guys remember that? Yep. If you watch the special features in there, they explain that is the reason why they added Hayden Christensen. Oh, that's nice. And also, I will say this. I don't think there's any rules about the Force. So I, I know we're already done this, but I'm just saying like this whole idea of 
you know, they're all old when they die. I don't think there's like a rule that you have to sh- appear the way. Not you a rule, were just when precedent. Just precedent well, at this okay, point. But I'm That's just saying. The way it has it's not been. written. There's there's no bylaws. No, it's just precedent. It's the way George Lucas wanted it. George Lucas did. <laughs> all right. Thank you, well, B-Nob. I appreciate that. You're welcome, buddy. Um, as the points stand, I've kept track of all of, of all of, them, of your points too. Oh, Brian, thank you, Dave. B-Nob. Um, the the total <laughs> score is Chad with thirteen and Brian with five. That is also what I have. That's what you have. That is what I Well, have. in the interest of transparency, I did text Chad that I, I didn't feel good about most of my answers. I actually really <laughs> felt good about the Ray one. I knew I would actually win that one. From there on out, I felt uh, I didn't feel prepared. When I say prepared, you know, when these – when and I'm, I'm just giving you some behind the scenes now. When you gave us these questions and we – I like – I don't know when Chad answered them, but I answered them like right off the cuff. And then once I gave my answers, I was like, crap. Like, I don't know if I agree with <laughs> – all the answers I gave. Oh, so, but it is, it is what it is. Chad, very, very well done. Great job on the research. Um, you know, you are a huge nerd, and and that's why we love you. Uber nerd. So. I will say, I will say, Brian, uh, I liked your answer better, as far as why were the Jedi forgotten between. Oh, I appreciate it. Just for it. the record, not that it would have done anything for you. No, it helped my self esteem though. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> So, and your answer with Ray, I mean, I don't, I, I have a hard time believing she's a Skywalker too, but I just liked your answer better. Yeah. That one for me was, I, I don't hope, honestly, I hope what I'm saying is not true. I hope she yeah. is somebody, but just for sake of debate, really more than anything, um, we've all talked about that and debated over who yeah. they are in numerous text threads. I just felt like there's if I could convince and make the case for her being a nobody, that would be more interesting. And I would a theory be I read so. that uh, I shared with Chad that I can tell you guys after. It might take a little time, yeah. so I don't want to. Well, you could always join us on the next podcast too. It's interesting, you know. Throw it out there. I will say, um, I don't know if she's going to be Luke's daughter or not. Um, I, you know, that's just a theory. I that's just something I felt like I could support and get a point on. But um, I feel like if she's not a Skywalker, though, she has to then be a um, um, another chosen one. Like chosen each generation one. has a chosen one. You know, what I mean, not a sure. reincarnation of Anakin, but yeah, another chosen. The one. next one. Yeah. The next one, right? The Avatar, if you will. No, because that's reincarnation <laughs> again, isn't it? So anyway, um, but yeah, Dave, you know, you're more than welcome to come on anytime and throw some theories at us. Um, you know, especially as we get closer to the uh, last Jedi, I'm sure, uh, things are going to get nuts, but, um, yeah. all right. Well, any of you guys got anything to add before we wrap this thing up? It was fun, Brian. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the heated and spirited debates. I'm looking forward to Chad and Dave going at it. It's just going to be a yep. bunch of shouting. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's going to these questions are going to be yeah, what are you guys difficult, I feel. What are the Brian's going to come up with? Let's see their creativity. Yeah. So. Um no, it, it was it was fun. Yeah, and and in all due seriousness, congratulations Chad, I hate your guts. Um That's right. But 
Suck Very it. well prepared, and it will. Uh, the Dave Mann Chad Viss debate uh, should be very entertaining because you guys both uh, are very good with your research. So um, we'll have that for you um, probably in a couple weeks. I think we can get the questions um, probably a little sooner than we got ours. I'm gonna venture <laughs> to say. Be hard um, not to. Yeah, so we'll we'll announce a date soon. Um, but in the meantime, hope you enjoyed the the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the debate. Um, be sure to join us next week for a regular scheduled podcasting, um, and then a future debate up and coming. Until then, have a great night. Bye. May the force be with you. Enough. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha